Next on the 5 o'clock report. Not a Republican wave, that's for darn sure. We were pretty confident that it was about gas and groceries. If you believe in freedom, this will be a very heavy lift. We made promises. We have delivered. Now, let's go to the newsroom. The day after. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. Definitely not a Republican wave, that's for darn sure. You can't argue with South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham on that point. When the votes were tallied, a predicted GOP hurricane turned into more of an autumn shower. Pennsylvania Republican Congressman Glenn Thompson thinks he knows why, too. We underestimated how important killing babies was to Democratic voters. You know, we were pretty confident that it was about gas and grocery those everyday issues that American families are struggling with right now, and it's only going to get worse as the home heating bills come. But abortion appeared to, to trump that. Despite no nationwide landslide, Republicans may yet have accomplished their main goal, control of Congress. Plenty of House races yet to be called, but at last count, Republicans led 206 to 176, 218's a majority. The potential next Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. If you believe in freedom, hard work, and the American dream, these results proved that there is a place for you in the Republican Party. And if Democrats do lose the House? Republicans have already vowed to launch a flurry of investigations from everything from Dr. Fauci's role during the beginning of the pandemic to Hunter Biden's business dealings. CBS's Wee John Jang. Not so cut and dried in the U.S. Senate, however. The GOP leads 49 to 48 with three state races, Georgia, Nevada, and Arizona still too close to call. Officials in Clark County, Nevada, an update today on the ballot counting process in the state's largest county. The NVSOS needs to send us reports. Those won't come any earlier until next Tuesday at the earliest Wednesday at the latest. So we can't count provisional ballots until we've got that report from them. Democratic Senator Catherine Cortez Masto running against Republican Adam Laxalt, who holds a slim lead at last report. Results aren't expected there for several days. In Arizona, election officials say tens of thousands of ballots have just been sent to tabulation. We received approximately 275,000 early ballots dropped off yesterday on election day. So that is what we were doing late last night, my team and I, if you saw us in the warehouse. The Senate race there between incumbent Democrat Mark Kelly and Republican Blake Masters has yet to be called. And in Georgia, Republican Herschel Walker and Democrat Raphael Warnock headed to a runoff election. Georgia's Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger says holding a runoff election is a lot of work. This will be a very heavy lift for our counties because it's a four-week runoff period. But I have confidence they will take all measures required to rise to the task. The runoff call because neither Warnock or Walker able to get 50% of the total votes cast in Georgia. Libertarian candidate Chase Oliver snagged a critical 2% of that vote to force the runoff. CBS's Nancy Cordes says that despite the prospect of a Republican-controlled Congress, the mood in the White House is upbeat. Excitement mixed with some validation uh, because they managed, they think, to buck a historic trend. They didn't lose dozens of seats the way previous presidents have. Speaking of the White House, two names are figuring 
featuring most prominently so far when it comes to a GOP bid to unseat Democrat Joe Biden in 2024. Former President Donald Trump, who's all but announced his plans to seek a return to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who cruised to another term in that post last night. We made promises to the people of Florida, and we have delivered on those promises. And neither Trump or DeSantis have formally declared any plans to seek the White House just yet, but if they do wind up doing battle in a Republican primary, the Washington Examiner's Byron York says it'll be a doozy. It could be really bloody, but DeSantis is in a very strong position, decisive uh, re-election. Trump says Tuesday's midterm elections were, quote, somewhat disappointing. Several Trump-endorsed candidates lost Senate and governor races, including Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania's Senate race. However, Trump-backed candidate J.D. Vance did win a key Senate race in Ohio. Among the first in yesterday's voting, the first Gen Z member of Congress, 25-year-old liberal Democrat Maxwell Frost, who won election to a congressional seat in Florida. Gen Z and millennials make up about a third of the country, but we're nowhere near a third of the government, and think we need a government that needs to look like the country. Now, whether your candidates won or lost yesterday, or a combination thereof, most are at least relieved that attack ads go back on the shelf, but Professor Gigolin says they'll certainly be back because they work by muddying the waters. Research has indicated that negative ads can actually decrease political participation, cause people to decide not to vote at all. On another topic, what's behind the push by elites in favor of transgenderism? The common thread seems to be the people pushing that are people who want to live their lives without any rules and regulations, too. That's Ed Vitagliano with the American Family Association. Christianity and Christians become a target because they want to shut down any kind of philosophy or religion or ideology that tells them there's an overarching morality. He says Christians have a duty to resist. Meanwhile, groups of Florida health care workers have banned gender change treatments for kids. Yeah, the Florida Board of Medicine and the Board of Osteopathic Medicine have greenlighted a rule that blocks minors in the state from receiving puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and sex organ surgeries. The new decree rejects gender-altering treatments for anyone under 18 years old. Florida's health department points to evidence showing 80% of minors seeking clinical care will grow out of the desire to identify with their non-birth sex. Tracy Lynn, Family Life News. And thanks, Tracy. Other news this day, South Florida bracing for Tropical Storm Nicole. I'm Peter King on Cocoa Beach. We are certainly feeling the effects here. The wind is blowing hard. The ocean is pushed all the way up onto the beach. Already we're seeing some sheds that have been moved by the wind and the water. The waves are high. A wave of pink slips coming to Facebook, the parent company there, Meta, laying off more than 11,000 employees. Those employees will reportedly receive four months' salary as severance, plus two weeks for every year they've been with the company. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, a recap of those New York and Pennsylvania races. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. The call for tonight clear, not as chilly as last night. Low temperatures, 30s and low 40s. But tomorrow, mostly sunny, warmer than it's been the last couple days and turning a bit breezy. High temperature, 60s and near 70. Cloudy on Friday, and there, could, well, there will be rain. There could be a soaking rain Friday to Friday night, especially for central New York and central Pennsylvania. There could be some thunderstorms in eastern Pennsylvania on Friday, with high temperatures mostly in the 60s. 
All right, thank you, Kevin Williams. Now checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. It's official now. Kathy Hochul is the 57th governor of the state of New York. Republican challenger Lee Zeldin conceding the race in a tweet this afternoon. Zeldin released a statement congratulating the incumbent on her election to a full four-year term, along with a warning to Albany to take note that, quote, New Yorkers are sick of the attacks on their wallets, safety, and freedoms. Says Hochul. I have felt the weight on my shoulders to make sure that every little girl and all the women of the state who've had to bang up against glass ceilings everywhere they turn to know that a woman could be elected in her own right. Hochul vows there will be more economic success for New Yorkers. She insists she'll fight for safer streets, too. Her elected four-year term officially begins in January. The upset of the night, Pennsylvania, where far-left Democrat John Fetterman defeated celebrity heart surgeon Dr. Mehmet Oz in the country's most closely watched and expensive U.S. Senate contest. We jammed them up. We held the line. Fetterman made his victory speech in Pittsburgh. This campaign has always been about fighting for everyone who's ever been knocked down. Dr. Oz called Fetterman this morning to concede. KYW's Pat Loeb. He called John Fetterman at 9.30 this morning to concede. He had left his own victory party last night without conceding about an hour and a half before the race was called for Fetterman. But his concession statement was very gracious. Uh, He said that we are facing big problems as a country and we need to put down partisan swords and focus on getting the job done. Also in the Keystone State last night. Truth won right here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Josh Shapiro cruising to victory over Republican Doug Mastriano in the race for the Pennsylvania State House. While my name was on the ballot, it was always your rights. It was always your futures that were on the line right here in the Commonwealth. A state lawmaker from Allegheny County will be Pennsylvania's first black lieutenant governor. In a speech at the rally, along with Josh Shapiro last night, Davis vowed to be an advocate for working families. The son of a hairdresser and union bus driver also said he was blessed by the opportunity and acknowledged others who came before him. No surprises in upstate New York congressional contests, but downstate there were. Several Republicans poised to flip blue seats red on Staten Island, Long Island, and the Hudson Valley. Laura Trump with Fox News. Look at New York Congressional District 17, where you have Michael Lawler, a Republican, looking to flip this seat from Sean Patrick Maloney from blue to red. Maloney, a major player in the DNC, conceded defeat this morning. In central New York, Republican Brandon Williams declaring victory over Democrat Francis Canole. In New York's 25, upset-minded former Rochester Police Chief Laurent Singletary, yet to concede last we've heard to incumbent Democrat Joe Morelli in a district that hasn't voted Republican since the 1980s. Morelli says despite alleged voting irregularities, he's looking forward to another term. I fully expect it was going to be a close race. I have enormous respect for uh, Mr. Singletary and, uh, you know, I'm obviously excited at the prospects of going back to Washington. Buffalo Congressman Brian Higgins cruised to victory in western New York, as did southern tier Republican Nick Langworthy in the newly redrawn 23rd District. Being a husband and a dad will always be the most important titles that I carry in this world. But I take the title of United States Representative for the 23rd District very, very seriously. 
Claudia Tenney won in New York 24. In Pennsylvania, no major upsets. Republicans Scott Perry, G.T. Thompson, Mike Kelly, and Dan Muser all cruised to victory last night. PA 8 in the northeastern part of the state, still too close to call. Last report, Democrat Matt Cartwright's seat. Also worth mentioning, Proposition 1 in New York State. It passed by a 2-to-1 margin. The statewide referendum will allow New York to borrow over $4 billion for climate change projects. Your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Markets moving sharply lower today. Facebook parent Meta providing a rare bright spot soaring nearly 8% after they announced layoffs of 11,000 employees to cut costs. Tomorrow, before the markets open, we'll see consumer price index numbers for October. Oil dropping $3 today, closing at $85 a barrel. The Dow fell 646 points. The S&P 500 dropped 79, and the Nasdaq closed down 263 points. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Thank you, sir. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Prices for new and used cars have hit record highs. Hi, I'm Rob West with today's Money Wise Minute. The latest data from the Consumer Price Index shows that new car prices jumped 12.6% in the last year. Kelly Blue Book reports that the average new car price is just over $47,000. Incredibly, price hikes are even worse for used car prices. They've gone up more than 16% since last year. Analysts say the rise in prices for new and used cars is likely to tail off, but don't look for them to actually decline anytime soon. So what can you do about it? Well, obviously, if you can afford to wait to buy either a new or used car, then wait and keep saving. In a year, things may look different and you'll have more money for a down payment. Get biblical answers to your financial questions in the MoneyWise community. Download MoneyWise Biblical Finance in your app store or visit moneywise.org. All righty. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, ESPN usually reports on others making memorable sports moments. But this past weekend, one of their announcers made sports history of his own, of sorts. We'll tell you all about it in a minute. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. A clear and chilly night is ahead tonight, on our way to a mild, mostly sunny, pleasant day tomorrow. Thereafter, though, we'll watch tropical moisture associated with Tropical Storm Nicole arrive with what could be a soaking rain for many of us Friday and Friday night. The call for tonight clear, not as chilly as last night. Low temperatures, 30s and low 40s. For tomorrow, mostly sunny, warmer than it's been the last couple days, and turning a bit breezy. High temperatures, 60s and near 70. Cloudy on Friday, and there could will there will be rain. There could be a soaking rain Friday into Friday night, especially for central New York and central Pennsylvania. There could be some thunderstorms in eastern Pennsylvania on Friday, with high temperatures mostly in the 60s. All right, thank you very much, Kevin Williams. Finally, if I've maybe you caught this live, but during a college football pregame show last weekend, ESPN's Marty Smith tossed a cornhole bag from 76 feet away. You guessed it, swish. Marty just hit the longest cornhole shot. he is. A Guinness adjudicator was on hand and he nailed it from 76 feet out live on the SEC network. Pretty exciting. Okay, Marty, Marty, how do you feel after your world record winning shot? I am so pumped up! (laughs) I am so excited.
excited. Now, he had some coaching from a professional cornhole player. What was the sage advice? Well, he asked me, I gave him the truth. <laughs> Smith says it ranks right up there with his life accomplishments. There is nothing that I've ever experienced that created the euphoria hey, of I got winning it. the Redneck Olympics. Ooh. Smith's record-breaking shot was ranked number five on SportsCenter's weekly top ten. That's the world we live in for Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.